This is the Best Insurance Law Podcast, brought to you by Best Recommended Insurance Attorneys. Welcome to Best Insurance Law Podcast, the broadcast about timely and important legal issues affecting the insurance industry. I'm John Zuba, Managing Editor of Best Insurance Professional Resources. We're very pleased to have with us today attorney Al Goldberger. Al is a qualified member of New Jersey attorney and veteran sports official with more than three decades experience officiating college and high school basketball and baseball and high school football. Al is the author of Sports Officiating, a legal guide, now in its second edition, and he's also a co-author of Sport, Physical Activity and Law, now in its third edition. Based in suburban Fairfield, New Jersey, Al serves clients nationwide in sports industry and athletic risk management. He is admitted to practice in New Jersey, New York, and Maryland. Al is also a frequent speaker to sports organizations, conference coordinators, coaches, athletic administrators, attorneys, and others involved in sports administration, including the National Association of Sports Officials, the NASO Summit, American Bar Association, Atlantic Coast Conference and Gamekeepers Division I Women's College Basketball Officials Professional Development Clinic, the Atlantic 10 Conference and Patriot League Basketball Officials Development Camp, the International Association of Approved Basketball Officials, the USA Lacrosse Men's and Women's Officials Councils, the California Basketball Officials Association, the California Interscholastic Federation, the National Intramural Recreational Sports Association, the National Parks and Recreation Association, the National Police Athletic League, many other associations, as well as many colleges, universities, and school districts. Al, we're very pleased to have you with us again today. Thank you, John. Great to be back with you. Today's discussion is court ball and sports, liability and defenses and claims to reverse officials' calls. So, Al, are lawsuits seeking to have a referee's call in a game a recent or new phenomenon? They are not, John. In, in fact, lawsuits asking a court to change the result of a sports event by reversing a call or a decision have an 80-year history in this country. These cases that we have largely reflect that it's an unsuccessful history for the plaintiffs. So why would anyone think a court would second-guess a referee's call in a game, Al? Well, John, for that answer, I need to turn to U.S. District Judge James Boesberg of the District of Columbia Federal Court, who in facing a, uh, on another topic and facing a uh, recusal motion, began his opinion by writing, since the dawn of organized sports, fans of losing teams have found a ready scapegoat for their hero shortcomings, the referee. And that, I suppose, coupled with the idea of many citizens uh, that the way to correct a perceived injustice is to go to court accounts for the uh, relatively uh, robust practice of filing a lawsuit to try to get a decision uh, of a referee or even a sports governing body changed to uh, free up eligibility or change the result of a game or a call to the athlete's benefit. So are American courts generally willing to hear lawsuits seeking reversal of a referee's call in a game or, or the damages? Well, 
American courts, of course, are a wonderful institution because, as, as we know, anybody can go to the courthouse and file a lawsuit. These lawsuits, though, challenging officials' calls and governing body rulings do not typically meet with ultimate success, especially the ones challenging on the field rulings. A typical drill is that uh, an aggrieved uh, athlete or their team or their parents or their coach or possibly even in the case of, of at other levels uh, uh, a spectator or a follower of a team goes into court lawsuit in hand seeking reversal of a call or a change in the outcome of a game or the replay of a game or some similar relief including damages and uh, trial courts in truth sometimes are sympathetic to some of these claims. Uh, if that happens, injunctive relief may be granted and a game uh, for which the plaintiff athlete uh, was ineligible before the lawsuit started now becomes eligible, at least for the time being, to play in the game or the match. Uh, and the drill typically is that the governing body, often a state high school or other sponsoring association will obviously oppose the application. Sometimes they are successful at the trial court level. Sometimes they are not. When they are not, then the alternatives are that the game uh, in recent years, the, some of these associations have been postponing games uh, pending uh, appellate review, or at least until the smoke clears. Uh, and other times, uh, ineligible athletes, because of their violations of the rules, have been permitted to play in the game, and the game went on. But that is not the end of the story, because appellate judges know a thing or two about bad calls and a thing or two about the court system, and they are prepared to uh, reject uh, almost all of the claims of uh, disaffected athletes and their supporters to reverse an official's call. So uh, even when at the trial level, a plaintiff may enjoy some success, that success is generally an ephemeral event, and there are consequences that follow for the plaintiffs or for the plaintiff's supporters when the particular uh, uh, lawsuit is reversed and the person or the athlete who became an eligible student athlete uh, for that one game now is back to their status as an ineligible student athlete. And now the school uh, is in the position where they played a game with an ineligible student athlete. So that oftentimes uh, is the drill. Uh, courts have well-established legal principles. And oddly enough, uh, from the cases that I have studied, uh, most courts come to their determination that uh, these suits are not legally cognizable without reference to the legal precedent that has come before, which is in accord. In other words, most courts on the appellate level seem to decide for themselves. And a typical comment uh, of, a, of a judge hearing these, these matters would be something to the extent that courts ought not to meddle, especially when the parties have agreed to be bound by and have availed themselves of the rules and regulations of a particular sport or a particular governing body. Also, uh, in a recent case, uh, there, a judge allowed that uh, 
the pursuit of further judicial action would result in the frustration of the world of athletics as we know it, uh, describing what he called the slippery slope of solving athletic contests in court instead of on campus. Uh, and his fear was that were this type of suit to be recognized with success, this would usher in a new era of robed referees and meritless litigation due to disagreements with or disdain for officials' calls. Uh, the judge characterized this as an unintended consequence, which hurts both the court systems and the citizens it's designed to protect. And there are any number of uh, similar sentiments expressed by judges in rejecting these claims. Al, how about the popular notion that all opinions are of equal value? Is that a factor at all? Well, I think it certainly is, especially in today's culture, John. Uh, uh, there is a considerable uh, degree of complexity to all sports rules. As you and I know, uh, judgments made in the course of a sporting event are made on the basis of what actually goes on on the field at the speed in which it happens and viewed from the angle at which the officials view the play uh, and films uh, even replays and camera angles and still shots uh, are not necessarily uh, representative of the speed and uh, at which the action occurs and the angle which the official uses to try to rule on the play. So that, uh, you know, any, any supporter or any athlete who is wronged by a call, especially a call that that he or she perceives has a profound effect on the outcome of the game will feel aggrieved on occasion. There are also, in fairness, there are every now and then uh, rules gaffes where an official or an officiating crew will misinterpret a rule, and these also have resulted in challenges to officials' calls. But uh, there is definitely uh, a, a what is largely a fallacious uh, 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 a theory espoused by these plaintiffs that they are able to recognize a, quote, bad call, unquote, and that if it is a bad call, then that's entitled to judicial redress. And the courts have, as I said, almost uniformly rejected this notion, even assuming the call may arguably have been incorrect. So, Al, is the relatively recent legalization of sports betting a factor in all this and the litigation aspect uh, over sports officials' calls, is that focused primarily on professional sports or does it hit the amateur college and high school levels as well at times? Well, I would say on balance, John, uh, it's focused not so much on professional sports, although there are uh, uh, claims that have been made uh, that uh, obviously when, when big league sports are involved, those claims hit the wire services and there's a lot of publicity generated. But uh, primarily in terms of volume, uh, the focus is more on the interscholastic and, and other amateur levels of sport where, uh, uh, you know, moms and dads are concerned that their athlete, who was always a D1 athlete in their minds, uh, you know, be given all the opportunities and not foreclose from a tournament because of some suspension rule that disqualifies them from a game or two for some unsporting act or some flagrant foul that they may have 
committed. So that, uh, and of course, at the lower levels, at the scholastic levels, there is much less uh, uh, colloquy and, uh, and consensus building over replays and calls that may be erroneous being corrected as a result of the use of electronic replay or other equipment. Uh, most high school associations do not uh, entertain replay on a uh, any significant scale for obvious reasons, and uh, there are not 47 different cameras with uh, high-speed uh, electronics and circuitry to you know dice a play from every possible angle at every possible speed at the high school level. So that may account for some of the the emphasis on uh, on amateur sports that. Uh, that we don't really see in the court system uh, as often, or we see more often in the court system than we see it with professional sports. And the claims involving professional sports, uh, typically brought by uh, supporters, season ticket holders, other boosters, uh, and in some cases they have uh, attempted uh, uh, to maintain class actions and they have alleged that there was in some cases, some kind of conspiracy or even an intentional wrongdoing that resulted in incorrect calls. These preposterous theories uh, have been rejected by the courts, again, uniformly. So that is the kind of the difference between the amateur and the professional claim, but neither one has met with much success over the years. Now, one final question today. How do governing bodies and other parties, uh, defend, defendants, typically respond to such lawsuits? And typically, what are the results? Well, the governing bodies, uh, you know, realize that uh, things are different than they were at the great altar of Zeus in the original Olympic Games, where the athletes had to vow that they were eligible and they would obey the Olympic rules. Today, it's not so much. So the governing bodies are quite accustomed, frankly, to uh, disputes over all kinds of violations of rules, not only uh, violations of rules, of playing rules that, uh, that may occur or be called on the field of play, but you know, also violations of eligibility rules and other rules regarding particularly student athletes. So the governing bodies are accustomed to it. And their position, of course, is that when you agree to play sports, there have to be rules. And the rules for any particular sport at any particular level are written. They're not a verbal or not by general consensus. They are specific. There are interpretations. So that uh, as a matter of contract, and as a matter of maintaining order and as a matter of realizing that without officials and without rules, then there can be no county championships. There wouldn't even be a game other than a pickup game. And sports as we know it and the competitive aspect of sports as we know it wouldn't really exist. So and, and they, they are the governing bodies obviously uh, frequently remind the court system when these suits come up, that there are rules and there and the rules that govern eligibility in terms of temporary suspensions for uncivilized conduct and violations of rules need to be enforced. Because if the game, and, and God knows today, if the game isn't safe and fair, 
then we don't have a game. As one judge said when uh, many years ago, when uh, a couple challenged the, uh, the cockfighting officials' uh, decision in a matter and disqualified the couple's uh, uh, contestant, you know, when you, when you kill the umpire, you kill the game. And, and that, that vintage type decision proved to be very prescient. And the, and the current day judges, even going back to before the current day judges, largely have recognized this and turned plaintiffs who seek to have a game refereed in the court system, those plaintiffs have been largely turned away. Al, thanks very much for joining us today. Thank you. My pleasure, John. Be well. You've just listened to qualified member attorney Al Goldberger based in New Jersey. And special thanks to today's producer, Frank Bolinkle. And thank you all for joining us for Best Insurance Law Podcast. To subscribe to this audio program, go to our webpage, www.ambest.com slash professional resources. If you have any suggestions for a future topic regarding an insurance law case or issue, please email us at lawpodcast.ambest.com. I'm John Zuba, and now this message. Best Insurance Professional Resources features valuable insurance industry content, including searchable profiles of client-recommended insurance attorneys, adjusters, and expert service providers. Brought to you by AM Best, known worldwide as a respected source of insurance industry news and information. Visit ambest.com slash claims resource.